There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Say goodbye to performance-robbing engine deposits with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Hate to break it to you, but lower-grade fuel can leave deposits in your engine that build up over time and leave your engine's performance severely lacking. Thankfully, Shell V-Power Nitro Plus removes up to 100% of performance-robbing deposits with continuous use in gasoline direct-injection engine fuel injectors. Download the Shell app today to find your nearest Shell station and rejuvenate your engine with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Fuel up at Shell. Hey guys, it's Chris. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast. All right, quick little business up top. I uh, just want to tell you the Nerdist Podcast Live, June 10th at Largo in Los Angeles with Craig Ferguson uh, is going to be super tastic, amazing. And you can go to nerdist.com and find out how to get tickets for that. Largo only gave us a handful of tickets to sell online at the price of $20, and we're almost out of those. So if you, uh, if you want the $20 ticket price, go on right now and get them. Otherwise, you'll have to call Largo and pay their normal uh, ticket price of $25. I know, five dollars more but it'll be worth it uh all right so let's get down to this episode um this is matt walsh uh we recorded this a little while ago uh i had accumulated so many uh recordings at once that i just kind of staggered them over the next couple months uh matt walsh is a founding member of the upright citizens brigade or ucb as it's known to people who like to shorten things he's a founding member along with matt besser and ian roberts and in amy poehler and uh, not only is matt walsh one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet but he is also one of the most amazing improvisers you will ever see so if you get a chance to see him perform live i suggest you do it all right enough business please enjoy the nerdist podcast number 18 with matt walsh now entering nerdist.com Lots of cool fixtures and like uh, like you know, green and green ripoffs and stuff like that. Is it better Wait. than IKEA? Would you say? You know, I, it's like <laughs> is, IKEA. You get variety, yeah. shitty variety. <laughs> not the variety's not shitty. It's just what the variety is consisting of. It's Welcome to crap. guys talking about <laughs> furniture. I love furniture, but not how to build it. No, no, oh God, no, 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 just, never. Well, they say right they now. say we aren't nerdy enough. So now let's talk about furniture. Is Matt? Does Matt? Do you need to? Does he need to lean closer to the microphone? Yes. I, I don't uh, know. How, talking he into the microphone. Is he coming in fantastic? <laughs> how about you? Have, you have a, you have an amazing uh, projection. I do apparently. have. Yeah, I do have a the good stage because you come from the stage. I have a natural. You come from timber. a stage where microphones are right in your yeah. face, right? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that how they do it in the theater? Uh, exactly. Theater. <laughs> I heard this. Uh, oh, I think I already told this story on the podcast, so I'm not going to tell it again. <laughs> it was the Jeff. It was the. Uh, it was the James Gandolfini. Um, uh, Jeff, 
Foxworthy? Yes, James Gandolfini and Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> oh, Jeff Davis? Starring in uh, Blue Collar Mobsters. I Blue Collar that. Mobsters. <laughs> That's a great movie. Yeah. That's right. That's a great movie. <laughs> so, you want me to whack this prick? <laughs> uh, you might be a mobster. <laughs> <laughs> if you shoot a stoolie in the eye with a spear gun, you might be a mobster. <laughs> uh, no, I already told the story. Anyway, so uh, it's okay. not important. But uh, Matt Walsh is our guest Yay. on the podcast today. We're He's clapping for himself. Coming to you. Come I, was, I thought there were going to be more intros. They didn't know that. I, I wasn't <laughs> really just hitting You're my You're just going to roll into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep going. Um, we are coming to you from my house, which is nice. It's a nice day outside. It's a nice Beautiful. day. You guys, yeah. do, you live on this, do you live on this side? I live on that side of the hill. I live I like uh, Valley Village. Nice. Oh, Valley Village. Very quiet. It's going to be Valley Village today. is nice. It's, it it's is. super neighborhoody. It is. Yeah, we know our neighbor. It's like one of the few places I've been in L.A. where there's like five families and we kind of know each other. It's great. I bet Halloween is pretty spit. Halloween, we go to the nicer neighborhood, which is south of Magnolia. <laughs> oh, gotcha. It's not very friendly for Halloween for some reason, but the good candy is just south of us. Well, what's your address? Are our listeners will come No. Away? What? <laughs> I don't understand why you Laurel Canyon and Chandler is close enough. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Chandler? Just hang around there. You might see him. Could I be yeah. more of a street? <laughs> uh, it is a crazy street with its weird in-betweeny thing. It yeah. used to be the railroad, actually. Yeah. Chandler used to be a railroad that ran all the way out, maybe to the ocean, and then they turned it into a bus line. So they tore out the rails, and they put a, one of the... Most successful bus lines in the country. It's true. It's the, the orange Cham- line. The orange line. Yes. It goes right to the North Hollywood stop, and then everybody can go downtown. Yeah. And so everyone's going to be like, North Hollywood, keep driving. Yeah. Yes. And they keep going. But it gets used. It's like very encouraging for uh, LA as far as It's amazing. Yeah, they, for they, transportation. At one, yeah. Time, at one time, LA did have an amazing transportation system, and then it and then it just went away. <laughs> yeah, like, did I, didn't the rubber industry kind of make some payoffs, or like the tire companies and the uh, GM they yes. basically bribed no, officials yeah. to tear out the, the trolley, trolley cars. Yeah. And the death of uh, Huntington, the guy who put in most of the rails throughout the city. Like, he was the guy that made rails go to Long Beach and then out to... Yeah. I thought it was Judge Doom who wanted to plow through Toontown. Yes. <laughs> Did it sound just like wasn't, this? Wasn't that how the freeways got built? Yes, yes. And Roger Rabbit That's how the 101 what? got built. Yeah, Roger Rabbit. That's the, yeah, yeah. That solved it. That, that's how it was. That's how the 101 got built, but the 405 is a completely different fucked up story. If you see Cool World, you'll see what happens <laughs> when uh, the 405 Basically, goes. all of LA's freeway systems were tune related. Yes, well, tune, the, hybrid tune, uh, live action related. You know what yeah. blows Song me? of the South, that's the uh, 110. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is I can't that think why they're hybrid? Is that, <laughs> why they, is that why they call that the Tar Baby Freeway? <laughs> Song of the South? Oh, Zippity doo dah. Uh, yeah. I didn't make that up, Jonah. No, that's what it's called in the movie. I know. It's I not know. me being racist. It's, it's Disney. <laughs> it's, it's you ever total- see that? You ever see that? Uh, There's a documentary that the BBC did on Walt Disney talking about how horrible of a person he was. Really? How much, yeah, it's how on much YouTube. he hates Jews? Like, yeah, like yeah. how much he just hates everybody. Like, and how like um, during the animator strike, he would uh, roll up in his car and then just like try and figure out which guy, which each uh, guy was, and take names down. Put him on his <laughs> on, yeah. inspector head for horns. <laughs> uh, no, Mickey, the Jews don't. It's uh, <laughs> not how it works at all. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> What's amazing is that Walt Disney, the famous Dizzy signature, is not actually his signature. He hired really? an, he hired an artist to design him an aesthetically pleasing signature, and then he learned it. And then he learned it. Even draw Mickey Mouse. Like really? His drawings of Mickey Mouse. Like people would always ask, him, "Could you draw me Mickey Mouse?" And it's just the. And he'd greatest. go, "Fuck you, Jew." Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, Did even. he do the first Steamboat Willie? Like 
was he responsible for that or did he hire that no, one he was out? A, he was a, like just a crazy awesome businessman. Like okay. he made it happen. He produced it. But okay. like, uh, you know, the adorableness came from like, Chester you know, J. Lampwick. Sweating in uh, Los Feliz. And doesn't he, doesn't he have like 50 Oscars too? Yeah, he's... Yeah, uh, yeah those little bungalows down down on uh, uh, behind, Park Boulevard. Yeah, that's where the bungalows. old Disney Studios were. Yep. Where at? It's uh, um, right off of uh, Hyperion, right behind the Gelson's there. There's like the original Disney Studios, which are now just like bungalow apartments. Really? They're yeah, really like, amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. You drive by and there's a plaque, I think, that uh, uh, says what they were. It says but, no Jews allowed, which yeah, was set forth as part of his part of leaving it to the... Mixing yes, blood uh, is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> his They're on Disney Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> Disney Ranch. <laughs> well, when he was doing Lil Hitler uh, cartoons, those were cute. Um, I mean, yeah. adorable. Yeah, adorable Hitler driving the little boat and then and walking through the city with the dancing buildings, but goose stepping. You know, to be fair, but uh, very well done. Horrible yeah. about to humanity, message, but yeah. gorgeous, gorgeously yeah. done. The message was there. I love. I when you watch Roger Rabbit again, first of all, movie totally holds up still, in yeah. my opinion. But what what is amazing to me is now that I just knowing what I know about the business now that I've been working in it for so long, having all of those different brands come together it's in amazing. one movie yeah. will never happen again. Yeah. Yeah. Never. I mean, like you see Warner Brothers and Disney and 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 King Feet, like all these. I was th- when I watched that movie, I was that's exactly the thought I had whenever it came out. I was like, how did they do this? How did they negotiate this like friendly? Alliance between Warner Brothers and Hanna Barbera, whoever else appeared in there. The Blue Minds is like, doesn't like Bugs talk to Mickey near the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're oh, all yeah, together. Yeah. It's like yeah. all of them come out together at the end when they. Yeah, he was like, oh, he was a tune, huh? Yep. Yeah. And then they thwart the plan, but then it doesn't explain how the plan ends up that happening. That was back anyway. when uh, Robert Zemeckis did stuff that wasn't motion capture. Yep. Was, was oh, he did, right. Oh, he, he yeah, did, he directed that. Yeah. He did a Polar Express, right? Yeah. Oh and my then, god! I couldn't Christmas really Carol. watch Polar Express because everything of, looked kind of like everyone Tom looked Hanks. dead. Everyone yeah. looked like those yeah. old Victorian Memento Mori dead pictures, yeah. where everyone's like had dead eyes because yeah. they were dead. Tom yeah. Hanks. Hey kids, let's all get on the Polar Express. Hot chocolate forever. <laughs> <laughs> like it was just so creepy. His Robert Zemeckis' episodes of Tales from the Crypt were some of my favorites. They are good. Yeah, yeah he has really good ones. Like the Crazy Santa, the, like the Crazy Santa guy. Let's see it. That's good stuff. Yeah. Tales from the Crypt, good show. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, maybe we didn't mean to not talk about Matt Walsh and what you're up to. Uh, no, it's okay. Matt Walsh, um, founding member of the Upright Citizens Brigade. Um, which is arguably the hottest comedy, the hottest comedy. scene <laughs> on both coasts. Yeah. Now, you guys came out of Chicago. Originally, yeah. Originally, but there's no UCB in Chicago. There is not. So was, was it just sort of like... We were it, just a sketch group uh, in Chicago for five or six years, and then we moved to New York in 96, mm-hmm. and then two years later we opened our own theater. Now, what was the, what was the sort of driving force behind? Like, what, what made you guys say, like... Because that's a big leap from... We're a group. Now we're actually going to open a theater. And then furthermore, to uh, steamroll what you're going to say, um, it's amazing that because usually when people open schools, they don't really work much after that. But all of you guys individually work a shitload. So you've managed to you've actually managed to legitimize everything that you guys are doing. Uh, the reason we opened uh, Part A, mm-hmm. uh, the reason we opened the theater is because when we got to New York, uh, people had never seen long form improvisation, which is what we were kind of schooled in through this guy, Del Close. Of course, Chicago. yeah. And uh, so they were interested, so we started teaching classes, and then uh, we took all our little money, and we kind of pooled it in our little uh, sketch group kitty so we could go to L.A. to do showcases or buy props or make small movies. And then by the time we'd been there a year, we had so many students, and those students were starting to do shows at the same 
theater space. And in New York, nobody respects you. They're like, move your props, get out of here. Like, they don't treat you well. <laughs> Go back to Chicago, we'd heard many times. So we decided, let's get our own clubhouse, basically. So mm-hmm. we found this old strip club that uh, Giuliani had shut down in his uh, <laughs> campaign to moralize Manhattan. And so we benefited from that. So we knocked down the pole and all the mirrors. And oh, was that part of his um, replace tits with bits campaign? Yeah. So <laughs> that's like to go to go through and put comedy yeah. in all the old adult. I clubs? think his goal was to get Mickey Mouse on Forty Second and Broadway, which <laughs> yes. he did, yes. which he succeeded in. And then, uh, so that's why we started the theater. And then we have people in place now that are much more talented than we are at business. So they, there's a guy named Alex in New York, and Susan, who you all know, runs the LA part. So what does a sketch group do in the mid-90s when there's not really much of an internet? Like, how do you, I mean, is it, you know, are you in a situation where you're just handing out VHS tapes of stuff and trying to pass them around? Showcases. You have, you have to go to L.A. or New York to get discovered, obviously. So we decided to go to New York because we felt like people in New York go out to theater more. And like in L.A. at the time, it was just like a showcase and then you, you, you could never mount a run in L.A. There was never, like, long-running comedy shows in L.A. Mm-hmm. So we felt like we could do that in New York. So we did that in New York, and we had a manager, and he got people there. And then uh, we met a guy named Kent Alterman at Comedy Central who kind of championed us in there, and we got a sketch show. Uh, we went to Aspen and then got a sketch show. Oh. Yeah, the sketch show. I mean, I loved, I loved the Thank sketch you. show. Yeah. I mean, it was a phenomenal. Pretty weird, but funny. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. you know. Were I you mean, a stoner back then when you were watching it? N- I was a drunk. Drunk, okay. Um, I was a kid that was straight edge, and I still enjoyed it. Really? Yeah, yeah. I find yeah. a lot of our fans are big stoners. So. I mean, I have to, you know, I have, I have to credit, I have got to credit Comedy Central. I know a lot of the, you know, there's a lot of Mencia stuff on, I mean, not anymore, but, you know, there, there is a lot of mainstreamy stuff on Comedy Central, but they really do try to put more alternative stuff out there, and it's just... For whatever reason, their main demographic doesn't always come together to support that stuff. And yeah. so, you know, you have more blue-collar Mencia stuff that kind of pays the bills. Yeah, but that stuff has to be there to necessitate, like, all the other little I agree. Yeah. I know. I, I, to- I totally agree. So now, you, think- you've done a half hour, right? You and Mike did. Yeah, we did a half that. hour together. Have yeah. you ever done a Comedy Central no, half hour? I've no, done, I've done, like, their little showcase show, the uh, Gotham show. Okay. Yeah. Just curious. It was cool. You know, like, the early days of half hours, you know, if you talk to someone like Dimitri Martin, he was like, the half hour changed my life. But he did it when there weren't that many yet. And by the time Mike and I did ours, as Hard and Firm, it, there were already like eight or eight seasons or something. Yeah. So, you know, there's a yeah. hundred and something half hour specials. You know, there's only so it much. It was sort of like a law and order. Everybody gets to do Yeah, one. exactly. So there's, <laughs> so there's only so much TV real estate. So yeah, it yeah. just, you know, when, like when guys like Dimitri did theirs, they could run, they would just run the shit out of those same handful over and yeah. over and over again. Yeah. Demetrius was different from the rest, though. Like, he made his stick out, like, very cleverly, yeah. where it's like each act, like, each act had something different. Like, it, would, like it progressed throughout each, you know, commercial break. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, he did his stand up and then he came back and then it was the easel and then he came back and it was the guitar. And like he like and like that's I remember seeing that and it looked different from every other one. But they really do a nice they do they do a really nice job at Comedy Central when you're shooting a comedy special for them because I did Premium Blend and then I did the half hour and then I just did a couple of the episodes of the John Oliver show and they they create these really great environments where you know if you're used to doing comedy in L A. You kind of get the sense of Ugh, hope hope the crowds are I mean I hope the crowds not industry and surly. But you know they they just they pump these crowds yeah. up and they're in these gorgeous theaters beautiful and, theaters and they yeah. they do a really nice job and they 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 make it so that you can succeed. 
Do you, you get know, a final cut on that or no way? No, no. Like, you have no say about, I don't want this bit in there or any of that? I mean, I guess ultimately we could have, I don't know if they would have listened. I mean, you for, shoot more, like for a half hour you shoot 40 minutes of, of stuff? Well, or? the half hour is actually 22 minutes or 21, you know, when you're talking about commercials. So yeah. you're, you're doing, you do a half hour material that they cut down to like 21 minutes. And okay. the guy that, you know, because they pair you up with people uh, to, you know, so they'll keep one audience for an hour for two, for, you know, for two different comics to do each a half hour. And, um, the guy that, uh, went on before us only did like 20 minutes and they made him go back out and do like another 10 more. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, he literally walked off the side. There was just a finger pointing, like <laughs> go back. The reverse Sandman had to come and sweep him on back <laughs> sweep to the back. stage. Reverse Wait, Sandman. <laughs> What's funny too is. I think one of our first UCB gigs at Comedy Central was a, a comedy special called Comic Cabana. Mm-hmm. And they had a Cuban theme and a Cuban band. And Jeez. it was basically stand-up, but we were the only sketch group. And I remember Andy Kindler went on and totally bombed. Because, you know, he makes fun of himself. And I think that audience didn't like it or whatever. Well, like a, a normal person will feel sorry for someone. Yeah, they exactly. Themselves, you know? they, they, they started to sense, oh, he's failing because he keeps yeah. commenting on he's failing. Well, they, they're also a most regular crowd. Like, they're, like regular people... Don't understand comedy deconstruction. Yes, and Andy is is one of my all time favorite all about comics to, walk, or, yeah. to watch. And he's so innovative with you know with what he does. But it's sort of like you know if you're like a regular comedy, if you're just like a regular person and you don't see a lot of comedy shows and you don't really understand the mechanics of comedy, it's like sending a freshman in college to an upper division physics class where they're yeah. like, <laughs> what the, what's happening? Yeah, but he he literally bombed and every, all the comedians were kind of laughing with him, I think, because he was enjoying it as Andy would. <laughs> but they, when it aired, it was amazing. Like, they sweetened it and it looked completely funny. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was amazing how they turned it and they figured out, okay, we can use this joke and we can just cut and yeah. beef and sweeten it. That so was, I'm, was interesting. And Jimmy Pardo's special, they uh, they edited it so weird. I remember watching it and they cut to commercial in the middle of a bit and like where he's talking about hats, how he loves hats. And yeah. then like uh, it goes to commercial, it comes back and he's still continuing the bit about hats. And it just like you get the like, how long has I he think, been talking? I, but I, I think what happened with uh, I think what happened with Jimmy's was he did I think he went into the crowd a little bit, which is which is he's amazing at. Yeah, and um, I think those are all the parts that they cut out. Oh, so it just seems. And so, so they, yeah, they. I mean, so if he was talking about a bit, and then uh, he starts going into the crowd, I think that's where I think that's where they snipped. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I'm not. I mean. You could listen to Never Not Funny, and maybe Jimmy would uh, would explain, or we should have Jimmy on, and then we'll talk about it. Like, what happened? Talk about podcast <laughs> just synergy. Fucking lay him down, yeah. <laughs> and we'll just pin him down and get in his face. We'll just dri- we'll just dribble, uh, suck it back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Touch your suck eyeball. It back in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like like a chalk nose, where you just squat over someone's nose with your butt, and you just poop a little a bit, but then suck, suck it back in. You just suck it back in a chalk. Why is it called chalk God. nose? Like, what kind of black brown chalk were you it's, working with? It's something an Australian girl told me about. So if, if you hear <laughs> it's a way to torment someone, you put your in Australia, your I guess nose? yes, and then oh, you just Lord. let it let it let the little turtle poke out a little bit and then suck it back in. But sounds it like sounds like a rugby ritual. It's, it does, and it sounds a lot cuter when you're like, "Oh, I'm going to give you a chalk nose." Like then it's cute, but in America, it just sounds rapey. Um, <laughs> I think universally, <laughs> really it sounds rapey. Yeah. Yeah. I think Australians make everything sound cuter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, rapidy do, rapidy do. Who doesn't want that? Rapidy. What was that old John Benjamin or no John Glazer character? Wackadoo. Yes, and Wackadoo is a great old John <laughs> Glazer character. Wackadoo, I fucking hate Jews. <laughs> Sponsored by Disney. <laughs> 
Um, so, uh, Matt Walsh, what are you working on now? Is there anything that you're working on that you're I was going to promote players, but it's not going to be back on until July. I know, July. I'm sorry. Oh, it's good. fault. It'll be on in July, yeah. Good. They gave us a new lead-in, because the previous lead-in was like 15-year-old boys who get boners watching little girls. What? So it's a very sexy show, and our show isn't very sexy, so they want to pair us with something that's more like 25 and So you're talking about actually having some type of programming synergy. But they don't have any other programs. Like, we're the first... We're the second narrative comedy they're developing. Everything else is sort of like reality or like special show. Rose versus Joe's is going to be our lead in. I had lunch yeah. with uh, I had lunch with bad. Sean Conroy a couple, uh, like last weekend, and he was like, uh, "I don't know if our show's coming back." And I'm like, oh, <laughs> it is. Fuck. Okay, good. July fourteenth. Good, 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 good. I'm very yes. glad to hear that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys are so fucking funny. I mean, I great cast too. It's a wonderful solid, cast. Solid cast. Here was my here, here was my experience with Spike, and I'm not saying that. And this was like five years ago. I don't know if any of the same people are there, but I went in to pitch him a show. And uh, I, I go through the whole pitch, and they're like, uh-huh, we're only shooting shows outside. And I'm like, what? <laughs> really? What are, you, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, we're only shooting shows out of doors right now. Those are the only shows we're buying. From the hours of 1 p.m. <laughs> till <laughs> Why would you... Lay down that cat. That that to me just sounds like a marketing person that doesn't understand, understand. how to read yeah. data. So they're like, yeah. "Well, and we'd like you to wear blue shirts." Blue yeah, exactly. Just, that's all we're doing. You know, in the movie Back to the Future, Marty wears a vest. So from now on, <laughs> everyone wears vests. Like that's how. That's how. Or they looked at all the shows that were succeeding, and what's the comment? They're outdoors. Yeah, they're right. That's right. why they're working. There is a logic behind it. It's just not a good logic because yeah. what the real logic should be is. Hey, let funny people make funny things. Yes. Yeah. The end. If it's inside, outside, in space, in you know, in a in a fucking. Uh, I'd watch that in space. Yeah, that'd be cool. Anything funny in people space. in space. <laughs> funny yeah. people in space. Uh, like Mel Brooks made that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and a cartoon. Wasn't that the that first title? Funny working. people in space. Funny yeah, people in space. Balls, balls. Yeah. Fun. That movie f- was like twenty years too late, right? Like it came out in nineteen. Not for it a came kid. out twenty years later after I enjoyed Star Wars. The shit out of Not that. For a kid. No, no, it was Not like ten years. Yeah. No, Spaceballs for ki- uh, Star Wars came out in seventy six. Yeah, Spaceballs was late eighties. Yeah, Spaceballs. All right. yeah. Let's say fifteen years. And Empire yeah. Strikes Back. Jedi was what eighty four. Ye- was it that late? Yeah, I think it was. Are you sure it wasn't like 76, 78, 81? But there were still Star Trek movies being... But it was no, all Star Wars parody. I don't know. It, it always felt very like... It was, a few, yeah. it was a few years later than it... It should have been yeah, right yeah. on the heels of the... Of the it felt like it was but, in the can for eight years is what it felt like <laughs> yeah. when it came still, out. Still well, in that it. case, then, Dracula Dead Loving It came out about uh, <laughs> 60 years too <laughs> late. Hot Jack- off the heels of Bela Lugosi's Dracula. Here comes Mel Brooks' <laughs> Dracula. Ted loving it. But Dracula's a perennial. Like, everybody, yeah. even Twilight. When the blood yeah. just shoots over Stephen Webber, I just laugh. Most blood in uh, movie history in so that scene. Funny. I, like, really? yeah, yeah. I like referring to Dracula as a thing. Like, oh, there's a Dracula in my room. You know, like, I like to refer to it as a thing. <laughs> a branded. So, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a branded thing. It's like, yeah. a, like a creature. A Dracula's a creature. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, there's a, a, Dracula, I, what kind of name is that? I have, I have a friend who... Uh, <laughs> I have a friend who I worked with... Um, this guy named Rob Paulson, who did was one of the voices that well, he was one of the voices of the Ninja Turtles, but he was also one of the voices of the Animaniacs. Oh yeah, he's awesome, wow. and and he worked with Mel Brooks on something when he was a when he was like twenty one or twenty two, and he goes, you know, when I go in and I'm all cocky and we're all pitching jokes, and uh, Mel has these characters from the Spaceball movie called Dinks, and there's one where one of them gives another character some water, and you know he wants uh, he wants a line in there, so. I raise my hand and I, I got this great idea and I go, hey, how about we call that one Gunga Dink? And he, he just kind of holds for Mel to like pat him on the back and Mel goes, 
kid, wit is shit. Funny is money. And just totally <laughs> shot him down in front of everyone. I'm like, man, that is a great way. Because how many times do you write a joke that you go, this is so clever, and yeah. then you do it, and then fucking death. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like right in the crapper. <laughs> um, wit is shit. Wit is shit. Funny is money. Mel Brooks. Yeah, <laughs> Circa 80s. Um, so are you still, you're not, do you have time to teach anymore or do you? Uh, I occasionally teach. I probably haven't taught in, uh, five months or so. You do the immersion classes though, right? So you don't. What do you mean immersion classes? Are those, what are like, immersion classes? Where are you going, classes? Those, uh, <laughs> you go you go in those jungles? tanks? You go in the tanks with the water where you can't feel your. Are those like, is that what's called? Like William Hurt like, did? Like in, those, like. Uh, yeah, quick, it's an altered states. Thank you. I couldn't think of the title. <laughs> the, the quick, like, classes where it's like a. Yeah, like a workshop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did one, uh, I shouldn't say it. I did one and this kid brought pot brownies to the class. Kind of ruined it for real. <laughs> Wait, did you eat them? I did not, but he offered them to the class and like five or six kids ate them. And is he that- didn't tell people. Oh, it's kind of a dick move. That is a dick the most, move. The most stoned I've banned. ever gotten was uh, after doing ASCAP monologues that one time, like a few Did years ago. Did we all back. get hot or something? I, probably. It's just like uh, these dudes like came up to me after the show. It's like, dude, you were hilarious. Let's smoke pot. I'm like, I don't really smoke. And they're like, come on. And I, I, you know, I like the adoration they were giving me, so I didn't. I wanted to seem cool. <laughs> so I smoked pot, and I was walking out to my car, and that's when I just got that dog. Remember that one-eyed yeah. dog? Yeah. And you I were just bring him to the theater, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and she uh, peed all over the backstage. And <laughs> she still had the stitches in her eye. Uh, Why'd you take her eye out? That seems like a terrible thing. That's how I got her. Thing. She really? was discounted. Oh, you sure? Yeah, a little Parker pilot with one eye. You weren't just like, she'd be cuter without that one eye. She was a lot adorable, I'd imagine. Did she you feel was. like that Very one eye was always yeah. looking at you? Yeah, she was <laughs> with that one eye. Did, but you, then ever, like did you ever a, put anything evil in there, like a, I tried, like, like a cat know, eye or something to freak people out? We wanted to like try a patch out, but every time we put anything on her head, she just would whip it off. Yeah. A fucking dick. Yeah. <laughs> Dogs are jerks that way. Yeah, they don't so, understand irony. But like, yeah, UCB crowds fucking love their weed. Yeah. Love you didn't eat. Weed. You didn't have an edible. You were just smoking. No, I smoked. But then I'll walk into my car. They, like some other guy saw me and smoked me out again. And oh. then, so then, 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 then it happened again. Then you turn into Lloyd Bridges in airplane where you're hanging upside down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> then I had to drive my car home, which felt like driving a boat on choppy waters. <laughs> wow. just like a, That's right, kids. Do what Jonah Ray does. Yeah. Smoke a bunch of pot from people you don't know and get behind the wheel of a vehicle. I mean, I was uh, like, uh, if I was lucky, there would have been PCP in there. Then I could have focused on my way home. At least. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't get what, though. I know. I mean, and I'm I'm so I'm boring when it comes to that stuff. Whenever like people break out the pot, I'm like, I don't need to have drugs to have a good time, guys. I'm gonna go home. And yeah, I don't so. really smoke pot that much. That's why it kind of like it makes it hard to hang out in the comedy scene for the most part. Where it's like yeah. everyone wants to smoke pot, but I know if I smoke pot, the first thing on my mind after I get stoned will be like, Hey guys, I'm gonna go home and take a nap. That's like yeah. really all. That's like the craziest side effect where I just like I get the most motivation I've ever had to just go and take a nap. Well, at if home. people have if people listening have not seen um, the ASCAT monologues, they're fucking amazing. And they should go see you guys. Yeah, I mean so. it's so you know you've uh, done it right. Of I've course. done it a bunch yeah. of times. Actually, the last time I you did had some it, good bowling stories. I, I had some bowling yeah. stories with my dad. But the yeah. last time I did monologues, um, I'm, there's this old guy, older guy in the crowd, and I, and he looks really familiar. And I'm like, God, you look really familiar. And it turns out it was Robert Culp. <gasps> Robert You're Culp kidding. was there. Oh, wow. This was last year, and I guess his. Um, daughter was checking out UCB or something and so he came out with her and then he just fucking died wow. and I you just did. a year later do you think it has anything to do with your theater oh my god no that, that's a comics mind like it's something like I did that killed punch. him yeah, yeah, do you yeah. think it's something I said in that monologue that made him die a year later <laughs> that's how that's how self that's what amazes me about LA in general like What's his name? Rob York came to our theater. The guy from Radiohead. Oh, Tom York. Tom York. Tom York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Tom York. Tom York. Grandpa, Grandpa doesn't know. The guy from Radiohead. Yeah. 
lead singer. He was at uh, Jeff Garland's show right before ASCAP. But it always amazes me, like, like Robert Culp's a huge star. Like, they just sit into this little theater and watch an improv show. I remember the know? first the first comedy death ray I did when the UCB opened. Fucking uh, Sporty Spice was there. <laughs> Sporty Spice was there. She, she lives up the hill. Um, but uh, I I remember, you know, we used to do comedy death ray at the M Bar, yeah. which was sort of the that was that was kind of the hub of comedy that uh, Ackerman and BJ put together, and then all these other shows cropped up there, yeah. Ambar on Vine. Yeah, all those other shows really did not do as well. Well, maybe they didn't do as well. <laughs> yeah. But uh, And then when Scott said, yeah, they're going to open a UCB theater in L.A., we're going to move the show over there, I honestly was like, well, that's the death of this show. No, <laughs> People don't know how to sit in theater seats in Los Angeles. It's never going to work. No one goes to theater. This is going to fucking kill this great room. <laughs> and it... It, it, it's it just better. a nonstop fucking uh, hit. All, yeah, you know, you at really the UCB, they're more work. attentive in a theater. Scene. What is it like? Yeah. What What do you think the What do you think the thing is that you have that makes the UCB theater so sticky? I mean, it, besides being everyone crazy, crazy talented and funny, like what is it about the UCB that just instantly makes people go, "I got to be a part of that." I think uh, part of it is the network of friends we had when we came out here. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of not unemployed comedians, but like guys who want to do shows. For a good audience, and they, they might have sitcoms during the day or, or whatever, but you can on any given night there can be a great stand up just popping in. So I think we have like we had friends when we started, and I also think we don't uh, meddle with people in any way. It's it's kind of like your slot from eight to ten. You can do whatever you want, and it's free rehearsal, and the tickets are cheap. So kids like young smart audiences are always coming and finding it. So I think the base of that, the foundation of that, helped build. You know, the theater. And then word of mouth just spread, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I think having a show like Comedy Death Ray helped put us on the map and ASCAD helped put us on the map. So I think having a few anchor shows when we started really uh, built word of mouth. Those early shows used to be all comedy nerds. Yeah. And then it sort of it, it sort of grew into I mean I feel like well, now they're just show nerds like it's just people that are dedicated to But the a show. lot of them look like children to me. Like they're oh, little dude. kids. Yeah. They're little kids. I, that's all I ever. Whenever we the beginning ask it, we just talk to the audience, and everybody's like, we always interview them or ask them, like, you know, what do you know or what, what's your con? We always try to find a common reference, and it's hilarious. Like there was five kids from uh, San Pedro who didn't know who uh, Christian Slater was, and they were twenty years old. <laughs> oh Jesus! I mean, they didn't see cups. They don't know anything <laughs> about. They literally had no idea who Christian Slater was, and that's like what you're up against, like with that with a young audience. You have to find out what they know. And, and you say, amazing. he's Talk Hard Harry from Pump Up the Volume. Yeah. Come on, guys. He's from Gleaming the Cube. Heathers? He, was he in Heathers? He was in Heathers. Yeah. Of course, yeah. yes. He had a cameo in Star Trek VI. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. What? How about that? <laughs> How about that? He was the guy that in the 80s, everyone was like, why is he doing that Jack Nicholson impersonation? In the 90s, they're like, oh, no, he's not dropping it. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. But you don't change your references in your jokes, do you? If it's like a young crowd, say you're at the theater, you would not. You would just do whatever you do, right? For the most part, unless I feel like I'm trying to think if there's any joke in particular. Um, I, I let me put it this way: I'm not above it. Like if I feel like there is there is some sort of cultural reference that would be that would work better on the road, I might I might mod it for a younger crowd only yeah. because. I'm not. I'm not one of those comics who's like, you know, fuck the audience. If they yeah. don't get it, fuck them. Like, yeah. I want it to be a relationship that we create, and everyone has fun. Yes. And yeah. if I'm if I'm trying to force them to get things that they don't understand, then it's just then no one has fun. So yeah, yeah I'm not. I, then I'm you're sh- just explaining references the whole night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you remember I, him, don't you? I'm not above that. What about Sergeant sure Slaughter? Sergeant Slaughter was a character in the GI Joe. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> they know slaughter. I think they know slaughter. They know slaughter yeah. now. Yeah. Well, now. They yeah. might know slaughter now. Sorry, I forgot. See, now that's how I'm in a weird area where I'm not paying attention enough. And like, it's like I don't know anything about the G.I. Joe movies or the Transformer movies. I'm not like, I can't reference yeah. things in my own time. <laughs> or Twilight. I've never seen a Twilight, I'm sure. I've not seen Twilight either. That's nope. a big common rep. Like, that is their... Uh, Breakfast Club or whatever for certain. Uh, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like movies we love. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. For me, that was a big movie, but I can't. Bre- I, I would like to see. I would like to see Breakfast Club vampires. <laughs> that would be amazing if. if you, mean, you mean Breakfast Club Draculas, right? Breakfast yeah. Club Draculas is what suck I'm talking up about. Johnny. Yep, that's right. That'd be a great. You want to win? You want to win? You gotta suck blood. <laughs> you know, he's just got the fucking the vampire, sweatshirt. You the Eat your chicken pot pie. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually blood because we're Draculas. We're yeah. Draculas. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see. I would love to see someone go back and mod all the John Hughes movie with Dracula's. That would That'd be, be a good YouTube video, certainly. Just yeah, let's it call over. that out right now. Someone make that, please. Someone make Pretty in Pink vampires or uh, Pink vampires. Peggy Sue got married. That's vampires, a- <laughs> but that, yeah. but all they do is just add vampires yeah. at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Baby's Day Out vampires. vampires. <laughs> Dracula's Dracula's Day Out. Are you working on any movies right now? Is there anything? Uh, what have I done? I did a movie called Cherry, which was at South by Southwest. Did you guys go to that? No, I did not. Uh, I don't know how it did or whatever. And I'm in a movie called Cyrus, which comes out very, very, very small oh, part. Oh, it's the um, John C. Riley. John C. Riley, Jonah, Jonah Hill. Hill. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the other Jonah. Yep, the other Jonah. Yeah, that's a really good movie. Yeah. So I'm in that. Looking and then I'm, I think I'm in May I'm going to Arizona to shoot some uh, movie where I play a, a cowboy who falls in love with a guy who's going through... Transgender uh, operation. Oh, nice! Yeah, like a tender mercies for crying game sort of thing. Wait, That's is, fantastic. This is a, this is a uh, drama. It's a comedy, actually. It's got a kind of a dramatic thing, but it's a comedy. Hmm. But it's a very odd, small, small movie. That sounds yeah, but that's so small, small movies that like. Boys don't cry. Then all of a sudden, yeah. Hey, hey, there's Matt at the Oscars. Hey, what's oh. up, guys? All he did was that. Uh-huh. He did that one movie. Remember the movie everyone laughed at him for making? <laughs> about that lady man transgender <laughs> cowboys come on <laughs> what do you call work. her cowgirls it'll never work about, yeah. that, about that lady man uh, about the, made la- the-, the movie about the lady man no, the man wife man that man wife <laughs> uh, did you ever do stand up I did I did it for uh, about two years in Chicago in the tri-state area like Milwaukee Michigan Wisconsin all that stuff and uh, it was too hard I would literally have a great show and then an abysmal show and I couldn't I couldn't ride it I couldn't bounce back it was too it was too tough it's like the hardest thing in the world it's so funny because i feel like people who are hardcore stand-ups look at improv and they're like yeah i can never do that and then people who are hardcore improv people go stand up nah no i was it's it's tough and then also i got placed like somebody saw me being funny said okay you're a headliner like way before i was ready (laughs) so so i really experienced like i can't do i don't think i have a get out there yeah and so you're, you're having to fill 45 minutes so i would bring people with me to, to kill five minutes from the audience or whatever. But I, I just, uh, it's tough, you know. It was some nights it was good. I mean, improv, improv is scary to me because, I mean, there was a period of time pre-UCB in the, in the 80s and 90s, it was fucking Groundlings was the, yeah. Groundlings was the, 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 the fucking home tree of comedy, of, of, you know, sketch and improv comedy in Los Angeles. And, uh, and I feel like you guys stole a lot of that thunder, which is pretty awesome. But, um, <laughs> well done. Thank you. But, man. you know, I did improv a, a bit. Really? And I, I just, my stand-up instincts are too strong. Like, yeah. I would always try to steer the scene 
and I was I was a I wasn't a great team member, and those are the <laughs> things that are bad for improv. You need sure. everyone working together. Improv sure. though is a great tool, especially the the way you guys teach it at UCB, where it's uh, like I took classes, and I you know I I never really like intend to be a part of a, any kind of team or like a group doing improv regularly, but I loved the information and the knowledge I got from the classes, where it's like it helps you write better uh, jokes. Yeah. It helps you like escalate scenes. It's just like the the knowledge I got from doing improv. Like was like way better than like anything I could do with it in you know on a stage. Yeah, just like even writing jokes and like stand up. It's just like the improv classes just help you like exponentially. It's I was great. so I was so bad at because I would always go for jokes instead of driving the scene. Yeah, and I had one teacher. Uh, it was a guy named Mike McDonald. Do you know sure. Mike? Mike was on Mad TV. Yeah, and he was a, a nice but sometimes rage filled guy, and he would. Uh, and so in in a scene, you know, I would I would go for a joke and then he would just joke like he would yell out every time like, oh, I'm 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 a bad person. You, just, you, save it for, you save it for like the, the last bit in the scene, you know, save the joke for like the, the last punch, part. Yeah. The punch the and then you get out. Yeah. Well, it's funny because in the in the um, you know, in the in the like up until maybe five years ago or eight years ago. People, there was this kind of thing like, oh no, if you want to be on SNL, you go to the Growlings. Growlings. Yeah. And then Growlings is like a, you know, that's the diving board into the SNL pool. And now I feel like it's kind of UCB is the. Uh, uh, a little bit, yeah. Definitely there's a lot of people who come through and have gotten picked out for uh, things like SNL. But I also think Growlings teaches people a very transferable skill, which is that character thing, like yeah. how to develop a character and like. Which is very still translatable to getting on SNL. Like right. I do think they have a very valuable uh, skill they teach people, which is like I don't know, developing characters and not catchphrases that kind of minimizes, but you know what I mean, like that. But whole, in a short yeah. form sketch, you kind of need uh, yeah. your character needs a hook so that yeah, people can exactly. instantly cross over right away. Oh, I get it. This is the thing. Yeah. Do you yeah. think SNL should still be an hour and a half? <laughs> <laughs> should still be think- one hour and a half sketch. I the only I literally haven't watched a full SNL. The last one I watched was when Zach hosted. I watched I, Zach. I, I watched Zach. Zach's monologue. And that was funny. He was. Yeah. Oh man, I, he did such a great job. Yeah, yeah. he was. But the, I watched the whole show, and the show was great. Like it was really was. Yeah. I hadn't really watched since the first time John Hamm was on, okay. and I thought I thought he did a great job too. But yeah. uh, I don't know why I don't sit down to watch SNL anymore. It's, it's fine if you just sit down and watch it. It's fine. You know, yeah. it's like it's a it's a nice way to spend an hour and a half better than spending an hour and a half watching something else on TV at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel you know, like I feel like it's easy for people to shit on that show and be like, hey, man. I feel like every generation has always said like the, SNL used sucks. to like the previous generations yeah. used to be awesome, but then those previous generations people were saying that too. Yeah, yeah. but for fuck's sake. To do a live show in six days, yeah, or four days, or five days, or whatever it is, yeah. like an, an hour and a half—that's crazy. So yeah. It's so ambitious, and I'm sure every week you, you follow the show. It sounds like some, yeah, some. There's got to be at least one or two good sketches on. Yeah, right? that's and the thing. update's got to have at least three or four good jokes, right? Yeah, no, it's yeah. like uh, like update always has like a handful of good jokes, and there are, is always about two or three like really solid sketches. Yeah, and they're usually towards the end. Yeah, they you bury them. Yeah, right. that's yeah. true. I've noticed yeah. that lately. They've been putting yeah. the good stuff at the Which end. Which is fine though, because like and the thing is, you don't really need to watch it now because you know Hulu puts them like puts up the best catches the day after. So yeah. it's fine. You know, like SNL will probably kind of start gaining steam because of that. Because people are only going to be seeing the good sketches, they're going to start tuning in more. Yeah. But are people watching the show, or are they just watching the the clips that are p- popping on Hulu? I know because you know you don't get the band performances if you don't if you watch on Hulu. You don't get the. I bet know. more and more people are watching it on the internet. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's with everything. Of course. You know? Yeah. 
Exactly. What's your internet presence like these days? Uh, where can you find me? Well, I mean, just I like do Twitter. Do you embrace? Did you embrace internet stuff? I mean, uh, do you put a lot of stuff online? Face- do you have a hub? Uh, my Facebook page is pretty much done by my wife. Mm-hmm. There's too many options. And too your many. wife is very funny, by the way, Morgan. Thank you. So goddamn she is very funny. funny. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and uh, Twitter. So I do a little bit of Twitter. I Twitter probably once every. Are you, just, days. Are you at Matt Walsh? I couldn't get Matt Walsh because it's like they're like dirt. There's so many of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, Matthew Paul Walls without the H because I typed it wrong or something. That's a really long name. I know that almost so takes up the whole me. 140. So it's really hard to find. No, me. no. I, so Matthew Paul Walsh. No H. Walls. 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 <laughs> Matthew Paul Walls. I, I thought I had now, Matt, it. I typed in my full name, and I'm like, great, I got it. And I logged in, and then I realized, that's not my full name. No, Matt, so, I'm uh, not. I, I, I like you a lot. I'm no, I'm no uh, SEO. I'm no, I'm, no, I'm no SEO expert. Get to the point. But uh, long, not really your name. Could be difficult to. <laughs> it's true. Why not go back and put the H in? You can change that. it. You know, you could. But do- I think also, because I, I did try to change it, I don't think you can. I think you get like 14 characters for your uh, username. But could you go back in and be like UCB Matt? I could. But then somebody told me, this is good counseling, somebody told me you're better off keeping the same account but changing your name. Because I was going to go Matt Walsh 3000. Mm -hmm. That seems easy. But something happened and it didn't work. You can just change your username. You don't have to get a whole new account. You can literally just change your username and keep the same account. I need you to be with me when we have this conversation. I'll help you. I I will walk Uh, you through this. Seriously, because I just had my AOL. I'm still on AOL. Uh-huh. Is, well, that's true. okay. It's terrible, and now I can't get in my inbox. I can write, compose mail, but I can't access my mail, only on my BlackBerry. So oh, now weird. I want to go to Gmail because I have a Gmail account, yep. but I don't know how to export my mailing list. Because I tried sure. to do that once two years ago. I made a big announcement. I said, I'm tired of AOL. Screw these fuckers. I'm going to Gmail. And then something went wrong, and then two weeks later, it's like, dude, are you on Gmail or not? Because I keep writing you. No, I went back to AOL. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like... I'm not very tech savvy. It's very, it's always a diff, It's always a problem. That's a well, pain in the ass. Well, we, and well, AOL is the worst. AOL mailing, getting an AOL mailing list is a pain in the ass out of AOL. Yes, that's what I it experienced. Yeah. And I made the big docu- you know, declaration, fuck these people, I'm going to Gmail. It's almost like you have to send Tron in with his disk <laughs> and, and shoot it at the little space in the middle of the it's AOL. Been it's been done. What? AOL's too strong. They are? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you can't get... A person to talk to if you have the free AOL. You call AOL and they say, <laughs> you have free AOL, so you cannot get person-to-person customer service. Wow. If you pay 15 a month, then you can get a person to talk to. And then if you go online, like you Google uh, loading inbox on AOL, which is, I've spent two days trying to figure this out. I can't figure it out. And it's like, nobody knows how to do it. Like, nobody has the, this is what you got to do, buddy. I couldn't find it. Wow. I, and you, uh, you, if you just used a, because you're, you're going in through... This is going to be really nerdy. Do it. Just go into your. You're not using. Ma- are you using Mail, the app on the Mac, or are you yeah. going into AOL? I'm going into AOL. Don't use. Don't do that. Just use Mail because it's a mail gatherer. I have my computer. We're going to do this I'll after the it. show. I, you, can, you can just set up. You can set up a POP you can account. I set up an IMAP. IMAP.AOL.com, and then you can IMAP AOL. Yeah, we'll fix it. Don't worry. Really? Okay. Well, we'll, we'll IMAP your AOL. We'll get all your stuff into your Leopard Mail box. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be. And then, it's gonna be great. And then from there, you. you I know. have Leopard Ten, right? Is that what I have? <laughs> well, you have Leopard Ten. I think it's called. Yeah. I remember your machine. I worked on it once. Did you? Yeah. Oh God, thank you. Uh, Matt, how fast can you swap out a logic board? Uh, I can do three an hour. So yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. 
Do you build your own computers or do you no, buy no, them? No, I fix them at the Genius Bar. Okay. Yeah, you uh, swapped out everything, all my insides of my computer because they had all melted. Yes. Literally melted. You yes. Did. There was right? something going on in that. But I fixed it. Well, Anyways, I think it was just bad. because I never turned it off. Yeah. Well, yeah. that happens. That could be a problem. No, but I mean, you yeah. don't make like a Frankenstein computer. No, I'm not. Okay. That's I don't I mean. care for that. You could, though. This is much better. Okay. Could you make Frankenstein's computer? Yes. So he would be able to use it? A Frankenstein? I have made Robert De Niro's computer. Would a Frankenstein? <laughs> he played a Frankenstein yeah, monster. He yeah, He played a Frankenstein monster. Ah, fuck it. He's a Frankenstein. He's a Frankenstein. Because ultimately, he's Victor Frankenstein's... He's Frankenstein's son. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yes. So, uh... He's Frankenstein's son, so that makes him a fucking Frankenstein. Yeah. yeah. So let's just kill the... Everybody Frankenstein's always... monster! Yeah. He's a Frankenstein. He's a Frankenstein. Yeah. Anyway. But he's not a Frankenweenie. He's not a Frankenweenie. Nope. Hey, you never swapped out my... Uh, I wanted you to, to add RAM to my uh, MacBook. Yeah. I could do Even it. though I'm just going to get a fucking iPad. Oh. I know. I'm going to do it. I, I, I'm sure they're great. Apple makes a lot of great things. I love Apple. <laughs> in case they're listening. Well, I'm just curious. Mean? Why are your eyes darting around suspiciously what? like you're, you're not waiting a fan for of the iPad. some type of shoe to what drop? What are you talking about? You're not a fan of the iPad. No, I look it. forward to it. It's going to be fun. I okay. look forward to fun. it. It'll be fun. You know what it sounds like right now? It sounds like you're in a relationship where this girl's going, I love you. And you're like, and you're nice too. <laughs> Thank you. That's what it sounds like. Thank you. That's what it sounds what like right now. Ditto. The iPad is Ditto. like a Kindle, right? Sort of. <laughs> in size, yeah. Okay. And you can read stuff on it. Okay. <laughs> Jonah's being hugged by a ghost at his pottery wheel. <laughs> he's, help, he's helping me hold the mic. Hey, now that Patrick Swayze's dead, do you think he's going around and doing that bit to crack up yeah, other ghosts? I think so. Like, hey, remember when I did this when I was corporeal? <laughs> Supposing those, so ghosts, those ghosts would have had to have seen ghosts. Yeah, no, he's going yeah. to Patrick Swayze's yeah. going to all sorts of pottery classes and hugging people, yeah. and they don't know it, but all the other ghosts only, are like, this guy's ghost. fucking hilarious. He so. only associates with ghosts that died after 1989. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Come on, you've seen Ghost, right? Come on. Oh, my God. If someone can ghost I remember that. that that was VHS. That VHS tape was white. I remember that. Oh, really? oh the mother, box? My mother had it. The, the cassette itself was white. Really? Was yeah, white. I always thought, I always thought colored yeah. uh, cassette tapes for VHS were porn. just red. Yeah, for porn. There was yes. like red. Yes. Yeah. Well, middle-aged woman porn. My mom had it. That's true. It's true. Know? Very true. It was white tape. Anyway. At Bridges in Madison County. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was red. White That's box, a, black tape, right? Yeah. Tape wasn't white. No, the tape was white. The tape, the tape was white. Physically, the tape was white. Really? That's weird. And I would remember it just because that was the ghost tape, but I'd never go near it. Ghost tape. Ghost tape. Stop making fun of my speech impediment. Ghost. I'm not scared of them. I just stutter. I just stutter. Let's hug. Matt, you have a couple of children now. I do. Emmett is like nine months and Jude is almost three. That's fantastic. Judah. That's what we do. Jude, not Judah. Oh, sorry, I said Judah. No, Jude. Have you thought about Judah? Judah. I didn't think about Judah. Okay, well, that's fine. He's not into changing names. We just talked about his Twitter account. <laughs> if he's not going to change his Twitter account name, he's not going to change his child's name, okay? Jason Nash was close to uh, naming his kid Jonah. Oh, really? Yeah, which he said would have been weird. Why? Because he knows you? Because he knows me. Yeah. You're not allowed to. Yeah. I feel like in the old days, every, everyone was just like John or Dave. Tony, yeah. And then it didn't matter. They're like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Matthew Paul as well. Are you really? Yeah. yeah. Matthew Paul. Catholic Matthew. much? Yep. 
Yeah, exactly. Boston Catholic much? <laughs> I'm Matthew Paul, and my confirmation name was Luke. Uh, Thomas. Isn't that hilarious? I was Thomas. Wow. I was Thomas. Oh, Matthew that's Paul. very Because I was too. doubting. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Matthew, it's in the Bible. Matthew, Luke, Jesus, The Rock, <laughs> Walsh. <laughs> Beautiful name, Mary Magdalene Walsh. That'll be my daughter if we have a girl. So how? I mean, do you? How is the? How is fatherhood? Do you feel 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 like that's uh, helped comedy, or has it affected comedy in any way? It's probably dull. F- it's probably dulled me down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you so? You're just so tired. Like honestly, like you're just so tired with two kids. Like it's just so much work, and it's awesome. But like you show up for a show at eight o'clock, and you've been up since six. Mm-hmm. And it's just a different energy. Like, you can't do a midnight... I can't do midnight shows anymore. Like, there's no way you can get up for a midnight show. Hmm. So that's been more challenging. But I guess I could go Cosby, like, and just start doing things about Wear family. sweaters? I could wear sweaters, but yeah. there is, like, funny things kids do. So I guess I could change. But I don't really do stand-up, so I don't know. But it's just, like, at this point, just a point of reference for a story or, like, a... Yeah. Know. But it won't relate to the twenty-one-year-olds at the theater. But now, the older you, audience will know. Do you what I'm find? About. I'm just. I'm just curious. I'm just because I'm fascinated by the process. But do you find? Because UCB, um, there's a lot of gorgeous, eloquent filth that happens. Yes, um, our bread and butter, and also yeah. just filth. Yes, yeah. yeah. I'm a big fan of elo- I, there's just filth, but I'm a fan of eloquent filth. Yes. Yeah. And there's a lot of that at UCB. Yes, and um, do you find that as a parent now? Do you feel any of that's kind of like, oh, rape joke? Oh, I have kids. No, no it has not affected okay. me in that <laughs> way. Although, because they're still young and they'll never see it. Right. So, but if he, you know, if Jude's in high school and he wants to start coming to the show, then it might enter into my like consciousness, like, okay, I have to figure this out or how do I explain? And it's funny because Ian, uh, Ian and I made some promos for the show, and one of them was this thing. Ian Roberts. Ian Roberts from Upright Citizens Brigade, and one of them we we did a parody of the Two Girls One Cup, that <laughs> horrible video. And the premise was like, well, it's the most popular viral video, so why don't we do that? So Ian tried to eat shit out of a cup to promote our show called Players. Long story short, he got an email from his parents who actually saw it, and they they basically said, you know, because his daughter was having a hard time in school because they were moving, and that's hard on kids, and she she was crying a little bit, and his par- and the parents were saying, maybe it's not about the move, maybe it's about the stuff you're putting on the internet, and maybe she's seen it. Oh, oh, shit. It's like a big guilt trip, so. Which was not really the case, though. Not at all. And it, it also, because Ian's parents, unlike like my parents, I've never invited to see anything I've done since <laughs> since I've been 25. I'm like, you're not going to like it. Like, they right. love that I do it, but I'm like, you're not going to like it. I right. know them. Yeah. And uh, Ian's parents, on the other hand, are completely open-minded and have seen all the terrible things we've done. But that one really crossed the line for them. And I think they felt... They were saying, like, maybe you should think about what you're doing because your daughter might be seeing it on the internet. And he started thinking, like, you know what? Maybe I don't want to bring you into my life anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You know, speaking of eating shit in a cup, Dad. (laughs) Tired of your. It'd be funny if you go home and, like, like your parents don't know you're home and you kick open the door and you're like, is anyone home? And then your dad's there with a cup of shit and a camera, and then you just have that moment where he's like, <laughs> "They're dirty little son, <laughs> daddy." And then all this time That's they could have been open. open. I tried to dissuade both my parents Bullshit. from coming to see my shows because <laughs> I'm not. I mean, I wouldn't say that I am. Um, I'm not a filth. I mean, like filth isn't really my trademark, no. but I do get filthy in yeah, my act. I feel like I'm in the I same vein. I use it vein. as a tool. Yes, and I try to dissuade. You know, I try to discourage them, but they came and they had fun. They really you know, so they were cool with it. They were both cool with it. So, so they do they see you anytime you're in town or if you go. Through? No, well, my my dad lives in Florida. My mom lives out here, and so. Um, 
Uh, they're they're not together anymore, guys. Okay. Yeah, My parents go. are divorced. I can't really talk uh, about it. Here we go. Here we go. You seem like you turned you? out okay. <laughs> You're a latchkey kid. You're a latchkey comedian. Uh, yeah, exactly. But um, but yeah, they were totally you know they were totally fine with it, which was a big relief. Um, That's awesome. Although, wait a minute. You know what? Good. Uh, this is the good stuff. Stirring some stuff up. Oh, I did a show when I was kind of toying around with stand up in the mid '90s. I did a show in '96. And my girlfriend at the time and my mom and my stepdad came out and uh, I bombed like worse. It was like one of the two times I did stand up that year. And I bombed so bad and they were there. And afterwards, my mom was like, maybe you don't need to be so dirty. And, but I, and I was already feeling so bad, which is I'm sure what happened with maybe, maybe Ian already may have felt something a little about it. And they yeah. just kind of was kind of like, I don't really need Great to hear deal. that yeah. right now. I did a show, stand up show in Chicago, in Naperville. I can't remember the room, but long story short, it was at a Hilton, and they had a club inside the Hilton, and it was like 25 people in the room, and 18 of them were related to me. Oh, shit. <laughs> and at that time, I had a chunk about masturbation. It wasn't my only thing, but I just remember after that show, I, never t- I didn't even want to talk to my parents, because that was a subject never yeah. talked about in yeah. the household. Right, and I had this. It's very Catholic, yeah. Yeah, Very like sex is not a topic. You do it, but you don't talk about it. Of course, you do. You get it done to you, right? (laughs) But you don't don't talk about it. You cut the holes out of mouths and magazines, and you fuck them, but you don't (laughs) talk about it. Sometimes you put a little water on there, makes it smoother. Maybe occasionally you'll put some lipstick on a pack of cold bacon, and you'll fuck it, but you don't say a word. Catholic, you can't. You're driving down the street. You're fucking a hot donut. You're throwing coffee on your balls just so you can feel, but you don't, don't ever talk, talk about it. About it. Nope. That's the Catholic that's way. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yes, as long as you're going to church on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's very true, though. Yeah. But that was awful. That was like my, one of my low points. I remember thinking like, man, that's the worst. Did you enjoy church when you would go? Uh, when I was really young, it was fun. I used but, to go, it was just my mom, and I remember, I just vividly remember the church bulletin had the church on the front of it, and yeah. I would, all the time, I would draw the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man <laughs> on the bulletin, the church on nice. the bulletin, and then I would put them back in the middle of the pile. Oh, that's I awesome. I do that constantly. That's but anyway, great. that's just the little... Did you draw a word bubble from off the side saying nobody steps in a church in my town? <laughs> no, I should have. I, my mom, I my mom used write. to drag me to church when I went to Catholic school. My mom yeah. was, uh, my mom was the cantor, like she was the singer in the oh. church. And so I was an altar boy. Uh, my oh, mom wow. was a CCD teacher. It was not good. Oh yeah. yeah oh, man. which uh, I was. I never got touched by any priest though. Me, me neither. Yeah. I felt I unattractive. I was, yeah, I was me an too. Altar boy once. What the fuck? Were you? Yeah. Well, I went to like the one training thing, and that the I realized. Well, it's like you know they have to let you know how to light candles the, uh, and shit. And the, like, I just altar boy I was combine. like the, the training. This is boring. Like, American Ninja Altar Boy. Yeah. You had to go through the fucking course. <laughs> I liked I it because it was like a good seat. I was like, yeah, I'm no, not but here. I had something church, to do, right? Yeah, I did it for like two it. years. And you're kind of important. Yeah, yeah. wearing your yeah. wearing your druid robes. Yeah. I got to yeah. handle wine. It was nice. got to Just put out worst. candles and light them with that ga- that that stick that thing that had the cup on it. I think it's like I went to like a Catholic school and like I think Catholic schools they they have them so that you know kids can be full of like the Lord all the time like be reminded of it yeah. and like I think that's the worst thing because there's nothing a kid hates more growing up than school yeah. and then when you like when you fuse religion together with schooling yeah. it just like oh, makes yeah. the kid like that's why I think a lot of people that went to Catholic school just or like any kind of religious school like like have a knee jerk oh, yeah. I, I hate it I gotta I say it, I mean I'm not I'm not a religious person at all now but but I went to Jesuit school and the Jesuits I found that that I that taught yeah. me were wow. super awesome because they were they were fucking drunks and they 
they um, there was a there was a priest named Father Holmes for freshman English, and it always it always blew every freshman's mind away because he swore uh, uh, profusely. And the first day you'd be you know like the first day of class, you know some kid belched and he was like. Hey, nice manners. What do you say to your mom at the dinner table? Hey, you fucking cunt. Pass me the fucking potatoes. And all the kids were like, the air got sucked out of the room. Like, you could say that? Like, yeah. it was crazy. That's awesome. But, um, you know, they didn't really, they didn't teach us a literal translation of the Bible. They taught us very figurative. Jesuits and they tried are to, smart, They tried though. to That's explain, like, listen, you have to understand politically what was going on at the time. When the Bible was written, it was assembled over many, 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 yeah. many, you know, years and decades and centuries and... And so, you know, like, they, this was just, these were just tools that they used to try to convey messages. Were they started to, like, interpret the Bible, like, that sect of priests? Like, what was, weren't they in charge of education or they something? Were the yeah, they were the educators, yeah, the educators. Okay. But what I did find out later was that a bunch of priests that I really liked, uh, like, got busted for touching kids and oh, one of them no. hung himself. And it was just, like, all this horrible... Horribleness, but I was I was not at the epicenter of any. Well, at least they didn't touch you. I guess no. that's what you take away from that. Yeah, exactly. It's a fucking. I feel, I feel like Catholic school now is just like a rape car wash, where it's just all these priests just hanging their dicks <laughs> and hands down, and, a, and the kids just go through and they just kind of like, you know, like the buffing wax, and they come out the other side shiny but damaged. I like how everyone's uh, like freaking out about like the uh, like the the Pope right now, yeah, right. Like, like letting all that stuff go. But the, people are forgetting that you know you say what you will about him, but he was a he was a fucking Nazi. Not, so it's like you know <laughs> not surprising. Say, say yeah. what you will. Say what you will. That's not where I thought you were going. Matt, Matt Besser when he would do the Pope at the uh, when they did that last Comic Standing parody at yeah. the UCB, I forget. But his joke was, uh, I was yes, I was in the Nazi youth, but you could not. Blame the Muppets for the crimes of the Muppet babies. <laughs> so funny. Oh, that's fantastic. So, uh, Matt, well, it's just kind of wrapping up here in a second, but, um, I mean... We're going to fix my AOL. We're going to fix your AOL. I'm really excited about that. And by that. fixing your AOL, we're going to jettison your AOL. Yeah. Well, I just want to <laughs> access my inbox first, and then I'll do yeah. bring your AOL disk that you got in the mail? That's the only way to get your 73 hours. Yep, your 73 hours. God, what a rip people off. still access the internet that, that way. Yeah. I paid for AOL wondering. for like eight years. My parents, I believe, still do. I, I still have my AOL account. MattMyronAOL.com. Go ahead. I never check it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I need to. I need to. Uh, you know. I just. I just want to change the color of my Windows 3.1. <laughs> Windows, uh, <laughs> what was uh, your What was your first uh, email address? Uh, my first email address was in 1994. Matthew oh. D2. Matthew D2. Matthew oh, that's a good D2. One. Yeah. And then I dumped it because I was like, when I get older, I might have to use this. <laughs> so I went with Matt Meyer. I've had the same one since 96. Yeah. Oh, well. That's fantastic. That's why I keep it, you know, in case somebody from my past wants to get a hold yeah. of me. I'm afraid yeah, I'm they, can find, you. they can find you on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Now there's my, first, uh, my first email address was uh, Barf the Mog. If you bring it back to your space balls, talking about it. Oh, wow. Barf the Mog at webtv.com. WebTV? WebTV was a little uh, TV. Oh, we had yeah. WebTV. My dad brought yeah. it home one day. He was really excited about it. We put it in the kitchen, yeah. and I never touched it. Yeah, it was, uh, it was horrible. But yeah, barf the Mog at webtv.com. It was I, Chris. I, mine was um, uh, 1994. I was working. I had just started working for MTV, and I was at the Beach House over the summer, and they had just formed this partnership with AOL. And so we all got free AOL accounts. So my first, my first uh, stupid <laughs> email was MTV Wick. 
and then, but you could have five different usernames. So I had Craptastic was my oh, was my actual good. one, and uh, that's where you'd go onto message boards, and and all you would see would you know like R.I.P. Kurt Cobain. Like that's all message boards were back yeah. then. <laughs> Um, yeah. but, uh, and I didn't understand how the internet worked. Do you yet? remember the early, early days? Like, I remember the early days of like having to go and like, I would go to my dad's, my dad worked at Hewlett Packard and we would go sometimes on the weekends and I would sit there and he'd dial up and I would get on there and it would just be text and I would just be like sitting there looking through text of the internet. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, amazing. My, my generation or Jonah and I, our generation is really the first one that sort of like came in and then like computers sort of happened when we were able to learn it yeah the kids now that are just born oh they're gonna be so much smarter than they're fucking iphones yeah think of how fast information can be delivered now like you had to go to the library to look something well smarter smarter smarter, but also not smarter in the sense that we've made it very convenient for them i mean it's sort of like you get a you get a computer now and it's it's like a toaster you know, like it, like uh, you, you can't like a, like a kid now. Fun. You can't like we don't know how to build was, a toaster. I was and, the, oh, and kid man. kids don't know how to like most kids don't know how to program. Was, they just know everything's handed. I to was them. with my friend the other night, and she said she's like, "Hey, we're talking about citizens arrests," and she was like, "Can you really just citizens arrest somebody?" And I was like, I don't know. And Google then it. we're driving, and yeah. she just pulls up the phone. And I was like, you realize that 20 years ago, we'd have to look at a library, yeah. and none of us, we'd never know. Arguments we would, would last bother. a lot longer. Yeah. It's like, once we find out that thing that yeah. we were arguing There's about, you should, far bet that you should never, <laughs> ever, ever ask anyone a question about anything ever again because of Google. There's a website yeah. called Let Me Google That For You. Yeah, right? yeah. So if someone asks you a question, you go to Let Me Google That For You, you type it in. And it does a Google search and brings up the first thing and then clicks on the first thing for you, the first result. And you can send the link to the somebody screen you get the, the and movie it will capture. show you a, a flash video of someone typing into Google, yeah. hitting the enter button and then going to that first Which is button. really a lot more effort than just flipping them off and showing them your asshole, right. which yeah. is really what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Let me Google that for you. That is funny. My first exposure to the internet was like in 92 or 3. This guy was playing chess with some guy in Russia. Like... When f- when a few people had it, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know if he was—he was a guy in the theater, and he would just play chess. I'm like, "How are you doing that?" And he'd have to turn the phone, or he'd have to plug oh, it into man. the phone. Oh, isn't that that almost started that second Cold War? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He wanted to play global thermonuclear war. I think about Matt Walsh's friend from that had a friend in Russia. I'm pretty sure I remember this exactly how it went down. But my first gig in New York, we wrote for an internet show that Microsoft was sponsoring, and they were so excited, and they said, "Anything you want to do." And we would just spend time on the internet, like trying to figure it out. Like oh, Navigator crazy, yeah. was the browser. Or Remember whatever. Delphi, Netscape, 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 Netscape yeah. yeah. And the, they brought us downstairs to show people the opening credits for the show, and they were so excited about the pro. The programmers like, "You got to see this. This is going to be so cool. People are going to come to our show." And literally, all it was is what that was that film thing. He hit a button, and it just went ten, nine, eight, <laughs> like that, just like at the beginning of film, and then. It scrolled across and like a flashing scroll. It just said emergency broadcast network. And that was it. Wow. We all just left that room going, we were so bummed. This is never going to be good. (laughs) This will never be good. This is like, and that's where, this is 1996 when I got my first email. It was like exactly cutting edge technology. And this is like, there's no reason to go on the internet. <laughs> I remember there was no reason. Remember seeing video for the first time on a computer and how like pixelated. Like I remember the Windows 95 disc came with Weezer's Buddy Holly video. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! Wow! And I would watch that constantly. 
And, and it was, was like, kind of oh, great. It looks great, but now it's fucking. You go on web crawler to yeah. search shit. Does web crawler still exist? Dogpile was what my dad would use. Oh, really? Dogpile. Is web crawler a browser? Web crawler, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a great browser, but it was a browser. I mean, like yeah. it was. It was a browser, and it had a little cartoon spider on it, and oh, wow. you know, and it. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Sorry. What happened? Spiders. <laughs> I mean, even even an internet forum. <laughs> You're afraid of search engine Cartoon spiders. Search engine spiders. Yeah. It's a very specific fear. Oh my god! I didn't think I. I never thought I would hit that button on in you. Brown button. Sorry. <laughs> well, you've activated my amygdala, <laughs> which has big cartoon internet spider painted on it. You gotta get out of here. I gotta go. Jones gotta Jones gotta go do his taxes. Gotta go do my taxes. Oh, break a leg. April fifteenth. Cru- web crawling up on us. April fifteenth. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I got time. I'll cancel it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the Texan. Can you get All them to change right. that? He's literally getting up. Goodbye. <laughs> it's like I called him back to see if I called him back to see if I could push it forward because I'm a big fan of yours. I really get. Thank you. I'm a big that. fan of yours. Didn't you? you didn't you explain to them the words podcast? Yeah. I guess yeah. really just one word. They asked me if I could write it off. I said I don't think so. No one makes money off of this. <laughs> Actually costs Chris quite a bit. Well, see, <laughs> see you later, Jonah. See Bye, Bye, Jonah. There he goes. Let's well, if I were a better it. host, I would have timed this so that we wouldn't have well, had to. You know. Oh, the door's locked. There he goes. <laughs> this mess makes it real. There he goes. Talk about Jonah. Bye, guys. Bye, Jonah. Now he's in, Jonah's lit. He's in the out of doors. Jonah's gone. My dog Scott is curious as to why he would leave in the middle of the podcast, but dogs don't understand the concept of paying taxes, so you can understand. That's a total status move, by the way. <laughs> He doesn't have taxes to do. <laughs> no. He's just like, I'm more important Think about than it. everybody. Think about it. It's, it's status for a couple different reasons. Number one, it makes us go, how much money is he making? He's got yeah. a tax yeah. appointment. Yeah. Number two, seat. he fucking ditches us in the middle of a yeah. thing. I don't have to that's do a, any of the breakdown. It's amazing. You guys handle it. He, ma- he makes a big exit. <laughs> so um, I just left with two people named Matthew Paul. That's Oh, my God. <laughs> that is weird. It is. Yeah. I saw your Twitter name. And I was like, oh, fuck. There's another one. <laughs> Catholic man group. Let's hug it out. With our penises. Whoa. No, that's how we did it. Uh, penis car wash. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, penis, penis car wash. penis hug. But it, we just called it hugs. <laughs> of course. Right? If, you're in it, if you don't know any better, they're just, yeah. they're just hugs. That's what... There was a priest who took, the, I never went, that took the kids <laughs> at our Catholic school in Chicago, I guess my brother's age, like the mm. seventh graders, and it was like mandatory skinny dipping. Oh. oh. Like in a lake. Wow. And it was just like, and, and, and nobody ever... Uh, got touched in that moment, but it's still wrong to do that. Absolutely, yeah, that's yeah, not. Uh, it, he's like, no, you don't need to bring that. It's just as easy to say, bring your swimsuit. Yeah, yeah. And my brother's like, I don't want to go. And my dad's <laughs> uh, like, no, oh, you don't have to go. Like I was a, I was a Boy Scout. I was uh, oh, altar boy, prone. and yeah. I never got touched. Well, you were just you were just dancing all through. I mean, you, were, you, you went through the fucking gauntlet of you just, pedophilia. You just, you just like strapped on it. a jacket made out of steaks and walked through Lion Country Safari. And somehow you made it through to the other side. That's not bad. You weren't curious, about? but so did I. I mean, like I guess I guess I did yeah. too. I was a Cub Scout, and I you know I was I was an altar boy yeah. and. I, I picture you being an Eagle Scout. You never had any interest. No, I didn't. I didn't know. I, I was almost an Eagle Scout. Then really? They, then they required the physical fitness merit. The problem oh. is the Eagle Scout kids were too intense. Yeah. For me, it was a different kind of intensity. I was a chess club nerd, D and D. Like I didn't. You know, my uh, my dad's always like regretted me not becoming an Eagle Scout. Was he an Eagle Scout? He no. He was, but he was the uh, he was one of the Scout Masters. Oh. So it was really when I left. I sort of, I got a girlfriend, and then I was like, I'm not going to Boy Scout meetings anymore. Yeah, I can see boobs whenever I want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I just why do I have of... to tie neckerchiefs? <laughs> <laughs> and my friend John back home one day, we were some. My dad was around, and we were there, and he was like, uh, 
So uh, are you really as mad as Matt says about him not becoming an Eagle Scout? And he goes, no, no, no. And then about two minutes of silence pass, and then he goes, but he was really close. (laughs) (laughs) He can't let it go. All right, so we're going to get you off AOL. We're going to change your Twitter screen name. We're going to make put you in the Eagle Scouts. Yes. <laughs> let's get me 1,000 followers on Twitter. Let's do Could that you right go now. back? That's All a right, sitcom. Let, let, let's go back to finish your Eagle Scout thing. Oh, That'd be a good sitcom. That would be it. amazing. Let's do it. Yeah. It'll, 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 Don't we'll, steal this idea. Yeah, I'm sure no one's going to steal the idea. Yeah. yeah. But I, uh, um, yes, we want to help Matt. Are you Matt Myra or Matthew Myra? I'm Matt Myra. Matt Myra. M A T T. M-I-R-A. Okay. Follow Matt Myra on Twitter so we can get him a thousand followers that he wants for some reason. After I get a thousand and you see that I have a thousand, don't bother. I don't want it. Well, that's not... I mean, <laughs> Oh, no, fine. Now right, you're fine. just shitting on people who want to help you. <laughs> you please, probably have 10,000 at least. He's got... He's got don't a, tell me you have a million. He's I got over... A, do you have a million? 1.3 yeah. million. Oh, my fucking God. How many, how how many do you have, have Matt? I only have like... Uh, I'm almost at 4,000. Okay. I want. And you've made it difficult for people to find you, so I that's know. actually quite a Let's feat. Let's get Matt Walsh Don't Don't 10, say 000. that, Chris. It I is. Nothing, no. It is. <laughs> it's not a million. It is. That's ridiculous. Insane. Listen, I don't... You know, I'm not I'm not trying to win Let's this very using contest. I, I, we're all equal here. Would you be in the top, say, 100 people with that kind of number? You know, actually, I don't know if I am, that's to be honest. Question. Because there are corporations that have like... Well, Ashton Kutcher's got like 5 million or something crazy like Lady that. Lady Gaga has like something like 8 or 12. She, yeah, okay. I, don't, right. I, I don't know. So, but how many Lady Gagas and Kutchers are out there? That's it. I think just Lady Gaga and Kutcher. She, if she gets two. married, is he Lord Gaga? Yes, Lord and Lady Gaga. <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, Matt Walsh, thank you very much for being thank on our, our podcast. Uh, people will hopefully find you on your new Twitter uh, username. Matthew after Paul we, Walls. Matthew for now. Paul Walls. <laughs> for now. <laughs> yes. By the time this comes out, it, it, it might be different it if, we, if we do our jobs properly. Let's get, yes. let's get Matt 5,000 and me 1,000. Okay. Come on, nerdists. You guys can do it. All right, and I want ten million. He Is wants, that too much? Let's to ask get Chris for? ten million. All right, thanks, give guys. It, give it time. The end. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Hey, listeners, it's Will Arnett. Our podcast, Smartless, has crossed a milestone that seemed unfathomable when we started nearly four years ago as we've just released our 200th episode. Join us as we welcome that dynamic duo of hilarity, Steve Martin and Martin Short. You've seen them on screen together in The Three Amigos, Father of the Bride 1 and 2, and most recently, and Only Murders in the Building. Both are comedic geniuses in their own right, but together they are always electric. And this episode of Smartless is no exception. I don't know if I've laughed more in a single episode than this one. We discuss their career arcs both separately and as a comedy team, how they met, who is more difficult to work with, and what motivates them today. Is Steve a better banjo player than Marty as a singer? Find out on this bicentennial episode of Smartless. Follow Smartless in the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Plus, you get to hear Sean cry. What a loser! 